Welcome back to Young and Getting Wiser. This episode is the second of a two-part series, so if you haven't yet listened to part one, go ahead and do that prior to listening to this one as we're going to be picking up right where we left off. Thanks for listening and hope you enjoy. I guess the fad on people being obsessed with anti-aging too. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one thing. Oh my gosh. I see this more than I see any type of blemish or whatever. I, w- I wish I could do more extractions, but I just see all this <laughs> anti-aging stuff all the time. But I definitely think those two correlate because those are like the biggest concerns I see in my treatment room. Yeah. And I personally have my qualms with the whole anti-aging movement because I don't I don't even like that term anti-aging I don't use that in my treatment room it doesn't even make sense like it's impossible to (laughs) anti-age hallelujah it's not humanly possible and and like people get so paranoid about it Mm -hmm. and it's one of those things where to help people with that whole mindset if you're running from aging, it's like you're running on a treadmill. You think you're going so far, but you're in the same place, which I have no problem with Botox. I love Botox. I have an appointment in December. (laughs) You know, it's going to happen and you can age with grace. And I'm about to get on another soapbox real quick. Aging Aging is such a privilege. Aging is something that you are so lucky to experience if you do. Because unfortunately, a lot of people they don't. And I think it's such a beautiful thing to watch yourself evolve, whether you do it naturally or with injections or with whatever, it's your choice, but it's going to happen. So, I mean, it's just like life, like literally rounding back to a bunch of like your episodes, your twenties happen, you figuring out whatever the hell adulthood is happens, but you just eventually have to let go and just go with it. I definitely try to tell that to people who are very scared of it. There's ways to prevent it, but it's it's such a cool thing. Yeah. And and once again, the skin is so amazing that it exists with you and it stays with you. Well, technically you shed whatever, but <laughs> it stays with you and it's something that you can watch evolve and grow and change and whether you get more tattoos and like your scars and your stretch marks, it tells a story, you know, like your body and skin are a very beautiful thing. Don't be scared of aging. I want to be a cool gray grandma. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, kind absolutely. of like on the thing where it tells a story. This is like sort of cheesy to say out loud, but when I used to have like insecurity a little bit about my wrinkles that are forming around my eyes, specifically like outside of my eyes, I've been telling myself a cheesy little line that the wrinkles there just prove that you've had like so much to smile about and laugh about in your lifetime and like once you say it like that and you put it that way it's such a beautiful thing and it's so much more of a happy feeling yes and I've been dealing with that same thing right now I don't know if you can see I have laugh lines and for me that has been such an insecurity just because the whole esthetician I have that perfect skin but you know, I talked to my therapist, I've been working it out in my mind. And I'm like, I just I'm happy. I yeah. smile. And it's a sign that I'm able to say I'm happy. So it's so cool that it's just proof on my face. It's yes. just proof to other people that I'm smiling. I'm happy. And it's beautiful. 
<laughs> oh, I love that. And like anything, anywhere you have, I guess, forming wrinkles and stuff, it can seem like a surprise, especially kind of in the early stages of it. You're like, where is this coming from? I thought I was going to stay forever wrinkle free. Yes. And but- in your early 20s, I think we're starting to get to that phase where we're realizing we're not 16 anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's been one of the hardest parts, the whole evolution thing and seeing a new version of myself that helps because I know that people can get very freaked out about that. But even an esthetician relates. Okay. I get very scared about being 22 every day. (laughs) Yeah, literally. And like when you were saying what kind of circling back when you were saying the 28 day skin cycle and how it gets longer as you age with that, there becomes different ways to take care of your skin. So like when we shift the narrative from anti-aging to just like treating your new skin with these wrinkles, with what aging brings with it. What are your favorite, I guess, routines or products or what do you like doing for clients with the aging skin specifically? I'm going to give you the best anti-aging treatment and product that you could ever use in your life. Sunscreen. It is sunscreen. I believe about... I don't know the certain percentage, but it's 90 something percent of aging signs comes from UV damage. I say sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen. Your routine is pointless without sunscreen every single day. And it helps so much. I mean, I I just got my father to wear sunscreen every day. And he's like, I like this. <laughs> so yeah, but I know people are looking for the actual treatments. Definitely. I mean, even monthly facials, those are beneficial. It's upkeep. It's like getting an oil change for your car. Just upkeep, getting deeper exfoliation, professional products, all that kind of stuff. One of my favorite treatments is called nano needling. It's a less invasive version of microneedling. It doesn't pierce the skin, zero downtime on healing, but it promotes collagen, elastin, plumps the skin. If you have scars, large pores, it does a number of things. So if you're ever kind of clueless about where to start and you want to do more invasive stuff that's pretty easy because then you can just work your way up right Um, I also love chemical peels but do those in the winter the fall follow peel season please but speaking from experience do it in the winter your face will be very red (laughs) yeah so it's pretty I feel like that's a good starting point before anyone wants to get a little crazy collagen collagen is the thing that kind of helps your skin stay very buoyant right with the bounce um yes collagen and elastin go hand in hand it's almost almost like rubber bands Mm -hmm. and as we age they kind of get looser and fall more flat um so like if you like you can do a little test of like the bounce and like collagen in your skin if it bounces back you can see that you have better levels of it but like poking our face (laughs) <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm me freaking out. Like I hate touching my face, but I'm poking my face. So yeah, that that's that's a really good start point. So then you don't turn up on your face, and then all hell breaks loose. Right, right. Mm-hmm. What about um eye creams or wrinkle creams? What are your thoughts on those? Because those are everywhere on the market for skincare. Okay, um, I will say f- I'm gonna give my professional and then personal opinion. Professionally, it's kind of snake oil just because there are eye creams that are professionally formulated to do the things that it says, smooth, depuff, all that kind of stuff. But most of them on the market just moisturize. 
Mm. Um, I personally love using eye creams because it's the single place on my face that gets dry. Um, and it just, it just makes me feel bougie sometimes, (laughs) but definitely I wouldn't bank on it because if you're dealing with things like puffiness and dark circles, dark circles is usually a vascular problem. Your little blood vessels under there. Cause usually if you have dark circles, um, I'm not promoting going into the mirror and looking right at your face. Cause I know that can be like a slippery slope of picking at your skin, but you can pull it down and you can see that it's a bunch of little blood vessels. So that's usually where you have to go deeper into the whole skincare thing. And you should probably go talk to a derm because that is a vascular level of things. And that's beyond a esthetician scope of practice. But I think if they make you feel nice, they don't cause any skin problems, use them. If you don't feel like it fits into your routine, you don't need them. Got it. I know some are so expensive, like especially those very high-end brand ones will be like $300 for a night cream or an eye cream. Lumenaire. I'm like, girl, I can't afford that right now. Sorry. <laughs> Wrinkles are coming. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Miss Capital One is actually knocking on my door right, right. now. For... <laughs> but yeah, if you, a lot of the times trust your gut. If you see an eye cream and you think it's bogus, it's bogus. <laughs> what about vitamin C though? Kind of back to that. I know a lot of vitamin C and even vitamin E by certain brands will be so pricey. One thing my mom has always said, this is like a wise motherly advice thing. She's like, if you're investing in one thing, invest in something that goes on your face. But at the same time, I don't know if I want to spend $200 for a product that I'm going to have to get next month. You know what I mean? Well, vitamin C, there are certain things that I believe you should and shouldn't splurge on. Like moisturizer, if you find one and it's $3 and it doesn't break you out and it's fine, use it. Vitamin C, since it can be such, like I talked about it before, it can be an unstable oxidized ingredient, which then can irritate your skin. Vitamin C is one of the things to invest in. Um, Do your research. Do uh, look at more professional products. This is where I say lean on the professional side of things just because they're formulated in smaller batches and they're formulated for professionals to use as well. So that's the one that's one of the things that I say invest in just because a bad vitamin C can can really set you back. Like I I remember it was in high school when I was just experimenting with whatever skincare. A vitamin C broke me out in hives. Mm. And it was just, and that was fresh out of the bottle, but it was a cheap one. So beware, get a good vitamin C if that's going to be the thing that you invest in. Got it. Okay. Noted. On the topic of products, I want to hear three of your absolute go-to holy grail products. If you were stranded on an island and can only take a few, what would you take? And then at the same time, what are three that you would absolutely never, ever, ever take or like not recommend? When I tell you this has taken me two days to narrow down. <laughs> All right, let's get started. I'm going to show and tell my favorite sunscreen of all time because number one is going to be sunscreen. If nobody got me, I know sunscreen got me. Especially um, on that so- deserted island. <laughs> I will literally be in the woods hiding, like making my own little cabana, like they leave me out of this. But the Polish Choice Super Light Daily Wrinkle Defense. Uh, it's a mineral sunscreen. And for my oily people, I absolutely love this. It gives a semi matte dry down. Uh, it's slightly tinted as well. 
and it just sits on the face so nice and I love it so much. Um, it's out of my rotation right now because I just wanted to give a few other things a chance, but I've gone through five bottles of this. So um, my second would be back to the Dermalogica Microfoliant. It's the best, just basic but worth it um exfoliant it's a powder you add water to it and you rub it around in your hands or with a brush and it foams up i mean neck chest wherever on your body it's so good it uses enzymes so it eats away at the dead skin cells once again if you have nowhere to start or have no clue where to start on exfoliants this is a perfect one even for men especially who have beards wonderful I love it and I literally use it on two of my clients today last but not least this was the one that was giving me such a hard time it's mainly like a generalization but some form of retinol retinol has helped me so much with my oil and with my breakouts uh right now I just have these retinol pads but my friend's retinol's coming in uh but yeah just because that would keep me the most fresh looking, even though I'm probably going to be dehydrated on salt water and like bitten up and trying not to burn to be burnt to a crisp. But definitely those three, because I know in my city life, they have helped me so much. So if I'm on a beach and whatever, honestly, that kind of sounds nice. I would love to be alone on a beach, but right. <laughs> <laughs> those are the three that I would bring. And now this is where I'm going to make some of y'all mad. The products that I despise. I I need y'all to like gear up for this. The ordinary AHA BHA peel, that red one. <laughs> Don't tell me, Caitlin. Don't tell me that you have it. Um, terrible. Because guess what? That is, that peel is illegal in everywhere besides the United States. I'm so stressed. <laughs> Literally. It's... I... Most of my acne clients have created cystic acne for themselves because of that. And also this other second product, this is a real unpopular opinion, the Paula's Choice BHA toner. Mm. I personally don't like that. And once again, disclaimer, besides the ordinary peel, don't use that. But any other products that I mentioned, these are personal opinions and what I've seen from clients. But if they work for you, they're not breaking out. Go ahead, Liz of your life I'm not your mother but (laughs) I'm your skin mother but I'm not your mother very Um, skin mother yes exactly (laughs) um yeah so the polish choice it's iffy for me it broke me out it gave me like cystic breakouts and people can really abuse it as well so I'm just not a fan of it because very much even though a product can work I, I like clarity with brands and how to use something I mean, this is something that can get into the hands of a 12-year-old. So Mm -hmm. I would like for you to be able to explain how and why I should use this and when I should use it, who is it for. I love Paula's Choice, but some of their products are very unclear. So my third one, my third one is for personally my oily and acne people. I hate, I guess this is the method, but I hate slugging. I hate it. Oh, Yeah. If you, I think it shouldn't be used on anybody besides dry skin. Um, Think of it as putting literal saran, I mean, you are, you're putting saran wrap over your face. Anything that is trapped under, anything that is then being secreted from your skin during the nighttime is getting trapped under. So it can create so many comedones. It can create congestion. It can, you can wake up with so many pimples. I do not like slugging. I don't recommend it. 
only if you're dry and whenever I heard of slugging, it reminds me because my dad grew up on a farm. Fun fact about me. And um, so they would literally use uh, petroleum-based stuff on cow udders. So I'm like, okay. And that would be like cracked skin. Sorry if I'm getting a little graphic. <laughs> but I'm kind of like, okay, our skin's a little different from that. I think there's some better options. So, yeah. the or- Also... I don't like the ordinary as a brand, but right. Yeah. I had to move away from them. I swear Mm -hmm. their, their red exfoliant thing that you were talking about, the first product you named as like an absolute no, no. I used that when I was really struggling with my acne and I like thought I was doing something. And I think that was during COVID when everyone was using it with their little skincare routines on TikTok. But yeah, that did nothing for me. It burned. I swear it made my skin way more sensitive. And I've been seeing so many things out there, especially about The Ordinary, that their products are so like not concentrated enough with the ingredients that they have in there yeah. to even be worth using at that point the ordinary sold out when the ordinary was out about five or six years ago personally that formulation was so good but they sold out to i think l'oreal so now it's being made in larger batches and they're basically watering down these products interesting i didn't know l'oreal bought them i think oh i think l'oreal one of the big cosmetic companies bought them and usually when that happens that's when the formulations start kind of wow yeah yeah that's when it's important to like know what's in your product and Mm -hmm. kind of source what you're putting on your face every day you know exactly so I'm glad to educate the children because y'all just made my blood pressure go up talking about the ordinary (laughs) that was like such useful information definitely gonna look into that um sunscreen that you said it was Paula's Choice Super Light you said right super light daily wrinkle defense it's the short blue bottle Okay. I've yeah. been looking for like a nice sunscreen for oily skin specifically. So I'm excited to check that one out. Thank you for your yeah. recommendation. Sure. Um, so I think we should transition into our audience questions. Let's do like a little fire round answer with these sure. questions that we have. We have a couple here for you. So I will just start with asking you, give me your best answer if you were to give like a client an answer and then we'll move on to the next one and then we'll keep going. So you ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And to those listening, these are your questions. Really exciting. Thank you. I'm like, ugh. thank you so much. I can't thank y'all enough. I'm so thankful that you guys actually are interested in what I'm saying. <laughs> oh yes, girl. Okay. Number one, if someone is super busy or unmotivated, what's the bare minimum that people should do for their skin? All right. Their skincare ABCs. Yes. A. Vitamin A, a retinol derivative at night as an exfoliant. Add that. B, broad spectrum sunscreen. And C, vitamin C. So have those in your routine. Of course, you can pick out a basic cleanser. To be honest, when we're picking out a simple routine, cleansers don't matter that much. They're on your skin for 60 seconds. If you're not that stressed about your skin, you just want a simple routine. Easy. And then a simple moisturizer like Vanny Cream. It's $6. It works for sensitive skin. That's pretty easy. But the ABCs, keep in mind all that. Because even when you're at the store, you're like, ABC. That's good. I like that. Definitely noting that down too. I have so many notes here for you from this conversation, (laughs) by the way, that I'm going to start putting in. Do their homework. Send professor your notes. Yes. 
Um, okay, number two, how important are professional facials and how often do you recommend that we get them? Well, like I said earlier, they're like oil changes. So it's not that you need, especially if we're not working on a skin condition, you don't need it every week. Usually what it is, is we stay with the skin cycle. So monthly to month and a half-ish, if you're just looking for upkeep and it's pretty easy, just keep open communication with um, your facialist. It's fine. You're human. If you skip a month, you're totally good. But even if you get a 30 minute facial to get that deep exfoliation, all that kind of stuff, but monthly, if we're just doing upkeep. Okay. And they're, they're, they're important just because you're able to get professional products and professional exfoliation. Right. Okay. Good to know. Booking my facial next month. <laughs> Thank you. Once I like get this paycheck in, I'm coming to see you seriously because I've been wanting to come to your spa. It's a bit of a drive, but I'm coming. It's worth it. We have a spiral staircase. Ooh. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number, I think we're on three. What are your thoughts on sulfur versus benzoyl peroxide for acne? Is it specific to your skin concern or yeah, just what are your general thoughts? All right, I'm about to lay it down for y'all. So benzoyl peroxide, if you have more resilient skin, so if you don't get more sensitized, I'd recommend it. It's a powerhouse to cystic acne, but beware. I literally had a client the other day where um, she has this beautiful, long, dark, like black brown hair and it's thick. I was doing her facial and she was talking about like, oh, sorry about like my bleached hairline. I'm like, oh, bleached hairline. And I put the light on her. Um, Benzoyl peroxide can bleach and it can bleach hair and clothes and pillowcases. So just beware, it's strong and it's gonna show on other objects. So if you have more resilient skin, you can use that. But I personally, I use sulfur. I use a sulfur spot treatment and a sulfur mask. Um, Hero Cosmetics just released a clay mask that has sulfur in it. Sulfur can smell kind of rank just because that's what it's made of. But I personally really like it if you have more sensitive skin or you want to start dipping your toes into that kind of stuff just because it's an easier option. And I don't find as much sensitivity that comes from it. So it's your choice the way you know your skin. That was super helpful. What about like, uh, what's the other one? Salicylic acid? I like salicylic acid. I just think that people like to lean on it rather than discover other products. Yeah. That's like what was in those clean and clear, like those OG acne yes. products. That, we <laughs> would pads that would literally yes. like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, okay, so then next, how many steps or products should we really be using in our skincare routines? Um, right back to the ABCs. So we're going to count it out. So cleanse, and then vitamin C. Optional is moisturizer if you have dry skin, and then SPF. That is the basic. So that's literally three to four products. You do not, I really don't believe in having a long skincare routine. If your skin is fine. And you can have a long routine. Cool. That's fine. But as long as you have those basics, at least those four or three, if you need moisturizer, you're good. And then the same at night. Cleanse, some type of exfoliation and or retinol, and then a moisturizer that works for you. So that's another three-step. You know, you don't have to overcomplicate it if you don't want to. Yes. Please, TikTok, don't listen to her. (laughs) Yeah, right. Having that clear skin can take a simple three-step routine people let's do it in health 
because clear skin isn't always healthy. Yes. Okay. We need to focus on skin health before we get clear skin. Per. Thank you for that correction. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then what is the best all-time moisturizer for acne prone skin in your opinion? I think... Oh my God, you're really, you're, you're really busting my chops with this one because <laughs> to narrow it down, um, I think that with acne, you should not rely on the moisturizer to do the treatment. This is going to be the one that nourishes your skin, that gives you the little break from everything. Um, so really but what helps for me, cause I mean, I sometimes use intense stuff, vanity cream, vanity cream. I love for sensitive acne prone dry normal combination it's a basic moisturizer but that's kind of what we want when we are doing other serums treatments exfoliants whatever you need to give yourself and your skin a little break so whether it's a recovery night or you're using it on top of all of your actives i love vanity cream period i i'm gonna use it tonight (laughs) that's that's awesome i feel like your point about giving your skin a break, especially if you have acne, is so important because your skin's like fighting so much for most of the day with these other products you're using. So it's nice to have a nice cooling or just calming moisturizer. It's like, oh, it's just comforting. Yeah, just literally can breathe. <laughs> no, and that's and that's my favorite thing because even with me as a professional, I'm not I do it every day and I love skincare. Like skincare gods, don't shrink me down. When I get home from work, I could not be bothered to spend more than 10 minutes on my skincare. (laughs) So I will like tonight I'm exfoliating in the shower. So I don't need to do it separately. So I can be even more lazy and I'm slapping vanity cream on my face. That's it. Yep. So you do not need all the zhuzh and doodads. Like you're fine. This, and this can be used on eczema, the body. If you forget lip balm somewhere, you can put a light layer on your lips um my eczema breakouts I just slap it on there and it's also approved by the eczema foundation so vanity mm, yeah. cream everyone vanity <laughs> <laughs> yes, cream if you want to give me a sponsorship and 20 <laughs> bottles of your product I'll hey, be waiting up. <laughs> okay next question we have do you see many clients who are transitioning off of birth control I am a client that's transitioning off of birth control. Um, I, well, I plan on getting back on it, but with a recent doctor's visit, I learned that I have a menstrual like hormonal disorder and that's a journey. It's Mm. always a journey getting off of it. And especially I'll be vulnerable. I've been on it since I was 15. So this is patience, patience. This is where it comes in because hormone levels take a very long time to level out or get to a certain point you know even after pregnancy the pregnancy hormones can stay in your body for a year so with my clients i always say we're taking it a month at a time because as your periods come back or change or you're having your first periods off of birth control that's where you can see very large differences in your skin. Like for me, I would get cystic breakouts regularly, but like one or two, but, and even right now, I don't know if the light is being too kind to me. I'm like, I'm near my cycle and I am getting heavy cystic breakouts on my cheek and I have two on my forehead. So 
I mainly focus on being gentle with the skin at first when being on the transition with myself and my clients. But I just always let everybody know, especially the people I'm physically in front, like I am here with you. <laughs> this journey may not be an easy one, but there is a path to follow no matter how long it is. Um, so I just really want everyone to like, who's getting off birth control, just be kind to yourself because the things that hormones can do to you, increasing, lowering hormones, a lot of things can happen. Moods can happen. You can have certain thoughts. Just remember probably in a year from now, you're going to be like, okay, what was I freaking out about? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. one of those things. So all of my clients, not all of my clients, but a lot of my clients are people who are getting on birth control, on birth control or getting off. Like it's a, it's like a cycle between my clients. I would say that most of my clients are people who are within some type of the birth control cycle. So I work with that a lot because yeah. I do, I, I mean, most of my clients are women or people assigned female at birth. So there's never one singular answer because everyone's different and hormones are one hell of a thing. Mm -hmm. So once again, it's the whole patience thing and be gentle with your skin. Whenever you're in doubt and you're mad and you don't know where to start, go back to the basics. Yes. Just go back, have your skin calm down. You don't need to do anything fancy. Just let it chill out and then we can start back up. It's always okay to start over again. Always yeah. okay. Life, video games, skin, you can start over. I promise. I have started over so many times and each journey is unique and beautiful and different and okay to do. Yeah. Yeah. So well said. And like we've learned this whole talk, skincare doesn't need to be hard it can be as simple as three steps, those ABCs like you were talking about. And patience has been a big theme of your conversation today. And it's like, have that patience and that trust in yourself and keep up that motivation for it because it's going to be so worth it in the long run once you start developing wrinkles and aging comes, the inevitable aging. And the beautiful aging. Yeah, beautiful yeah. and inevitable. Yes. yes. And just like, take care of your skin. It's so important to do. And your tips have been so helpful this episode. Like I am so ready to <laughs> change up a few things, but of course I'm going to be patient with it. <laughs> one product, one step at a time. Um, Yeah, seriously, like this has been so helpful and I've learned so much and I'm sure people listening have also learned so much and you are so good at what you do. And I can't wait to see you thrive because you definitely will. You are so knowledgeable in this field and everyone should go check out Lydia's Instagram at the Gemini glow with two, two e's yes two <laughs> e's and the yes, but yeah she the, has like Megan the stallion Megan the Cyan, the My Gemini answer. glow but yeah <laughs> thank you so much this thank you for letting me yap <laughs> as much as I do it at work it's so it's one of my greatest pleasures and honor honors to allow people to be educated in a way that's just not aggressive or, you know, telling you that you're wrong yeah, and all that kind of stuff. I really like giving the gentle information and politely correcting. So I'm so thankful for this opportunity and I am always posting tips that I, I never shut up about skincare basically. So 
if you go ahead and follow my socials, you'll, you'll probably learn 10 times more within like 24 hours as well. (laughs) Yes. That's what I was going to say. Like go follow for constant tips on skincare and all that stuff. And yeah, well, oh my gosh. I like, I'm so happy from this conversation. (laughs) I don't want it to end, but unfortunately we do have to end the episode here. So are there any last comments that you want to give the audience before we kind of close up conversation? Um, just what I've been saying the entire time, be kind to yourself. When you're kind to your skin, you're kind to your soul. And that's one of the most important things. So just make sure that your self-love expands to every single part of yourself. Because once again, if the self-love is happening on the inside, it's going to show on the outside. And it is totally okay to struggle. We all do it. Yep. Well said. We are all on the skincare journey together. We're all learning new things every single day. And like I said, it's a journey. It's not a one-step destination. It's a, it's about the journey. <laughs> it's about the journey. And the journey. you know what? It's, it's, it's the journey, not the destination. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> also, one thing, um, it's totally okay to not know what the hell you're doing because a lot of the times I'm not knowing what I'm doing at mm-hmm. any point. So thank you. Yep. That, that yep. is the last thing I want to say. It's okay to never yep. know what's happening because I don't. On that note, as we all continue to not know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. My name is Caitlin, your host on Young and Getting Wiser. And this was Lydia Rose. Thank you so much. I hope you all learned and you have uh, three, at least three pages of notes. Thank you. Yes, three (laughs) pages of notes. See you next Thursday for our next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye.